0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of COVID Convos where we have real conversations with real people about what, pan- what well-being sorry, looks like in a time of a pandemic. I'm Simon and I've got my usual co-hosts here, um, Griggsy's back, how are you Grigsy?
1: Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, mate. Just um, just reeling from the uh, potential news that I'm a uh, I'm a victim of this virus. So um, no official testing, but uh, got some symptoms and uh, had a rough last two days. But hopefully, hopefully, I won't miss too many more shows. Sorry about the uh, sorry to our last two guests that I wasn't here.
0: Oh, mate, the show goes on, as they say. But um, yeah, the main thing is you're all right. So are you feeling better than you did a couple of days ago
1: yeah uh yeah not really <laughs> not
0: really well i suppose it was probably only a matter of time with us doing this show about covid that one of us was going to have a direct experience with it so unfortunately you're the one grigsy maybe oh
1: well if, if somebody's going to be the human sacrifice i'm happy to be it
0: <laughs> good on you mate and also got cash. Morning Keshe. Morning. How it going? Good. How are you? Um,
2: feeling feeling sad, feeling sad for crazy. Um, yeah. and also I guess um, the news kind of just brings it home, doesn't it? So feeling sad for all the other people that are going through that and worse. Uh, I'm glad that you know you're still okay through all this crazy, but yeah, hope that it doesn't get worse, man. I Hope that you're on the up.
1: Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah,
0: hopefully it's one of these sort of less severe doses, Griggsy. I understand there's different sort of levels of it. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep in touch with you, mate.
1: Thank you. Luckily, we've got uh, somebody who can maybe help me out uh, to join us today. Yeah,
0: beautiful. <laughs> Great segue. Uh, so I'd like to welcome our uh, guest for this show, Justine Bouvier. Hi, Justine. Hi. <laughs> Great to What's see you. It? Thanks. Bonjour, (laughs) thanks for for joining us. So Justine, could you just take a minute or two um, to introduce yourself and your background and your interest, um, those sort of things?
3: Um, Of course. Um, Justine, I'm from Montreal. I've been a nurse for seven years and uh, I recently started to work in the ICU. And since just the, the pandemic of uh, coronavirus, I work in ICU, coronavirus, and I'm also a part-time student uh, in nursing science. So I like um, studying science. I like outdoor activities, traveling when it's possible. And yeah, when I get time. <laughs>
1: So, Justine, are we, I think we've heard that pretty clearly. We're having a couple of um, difficulties with the, the quality of audio, which is um, why we're only um, doing the audio recording here. But um, yep. the most important, well, one of the most important, I guess, relevant um, aspects there, although there were a couple, was that you're studying and you're currently working as an ICU um, nurse with coronavirus patients. Um, yes. I think we, we got that correctly. So... What have been your experiences so far? Like, I'm guessing it's a pretty interesting uh, spot to be working in, one of, the, one of the places that people be most interested uh, to learn what, it, what it's looking like at this point in time.
3: Um, well, at first, it was, like, really um, um, unclear uh, what we had to do with the patients uh, that were re- very in, not stable and uh because of the um, the risk uh, to uh, for them to for us sorry to get the coronavirus um and, uh weeks passed and uh it's more clear uh the place where we have to stand for the care that we're giving to the patient um so uh the first night I, I went to work, I was um, really shocked by how bad were the, were the patients and um, finally uh, weeks passed and I uh, saw patients getting, getting better and it's more comfortable and enjoyable to go to work to see that it's uh, possible to, to heal from the coronavirus.
1: So Justine, what sort of um, what's been the change in in communication to you as a nurse across the time you've been working um, with with these patients? What's has it become clearer? Like what you're expected to do, um, even like down to the things like um, uh, I guess uh, protocols relating to uh, like uh, personal protection and that sort of thing. Is that is that all that become a bit clearer? Um, yeah, the
3: protection is clear uh, that how we have to dress up when we enter in a room, um, it's uh, more likely when, if, um, if, a, if a patient uh, is in cardiac arrest, um, it was not really clear uh, if we had to do like the compression, when we had to do compression, um, but finally it's clear that uh, we have to intubate the patient before and then cardiac massage, do the cardiac massage after because if we do compressions uh, and the patient's not into it, there's too much risk for the uh, health uh, professional to get it the, car- the virus and um, that's what the that what, it, what makes uh, our job more clear. Yeah.
0: Justine, um I'm really interested in what this looks like um, from your perspective, it being um, in the middle of it all in in the hospital, um, which we don't get, well, from what I've seen, a lot of that information sort of on the outside. I I assume every case and every patient is quite different, but are you able to explain the sort of typical um, scenario or sequence of events once a person presents at hospital um, with a potential, um, case of COVID and how the next sort of days or, or weeks um, play out?
3: Um, yeah, as I work in the ICU, a patient gets uh, in the unit in pretty bad shape. They have like um, respiratory difficult. they're short of breath, uh, or they just came in already intub- intubated uh, from... Uh, the paramedics or another hospital where they don't, uh, where they don't keep the patients intubated. So when the patient gets uh, in the unit, they're, that's, that's what they're experiencing uh, pretty much, yeah. And on the day-to-day, I have a lot of intubated patients. Uh, so they're sedated, sedated and uh, they they're in, not very conscious about the situation, but if they're um, getting able to breathe on their own, so they're extubated, and that's when they're, you can see that they're progressing and getting better.
1: And Justine, how um how prepared were you, like emotionally, I guess, to deal with with the sort of things that you're seeing? Like, had you seen anything previously like had to deal with I mean a lot of um, Near-death or close to death. I know in ICU you that's sort of like your your role, but um, how much experience had you had in that area before and Like has it really taken an emotional toll on you? I guess is what I'm asking
3: Yes Um, Well before working in the ICU I was a nurse in uh, oncology so I was already already com- comfortable with the the end of life and the death, but the situation is very particular because um, because of the slow code that we call the fact that we um, cannot uh, resuscitate the patient as mu- as quick as we were doing it, um, and we there's a lot of stuff that we can't do. Um, because of the risk of getting the virus. Um I wasn't ready really for really ready for that because we're used to do everything to um make the the patient comfortable or to um provide life and the circumstances were are special and i don't think i was really ready for this but i was expecting it but for now i we haven't lost uh, any patients for the from the coronavirus on the unit that i am so i'm good <laughs> i'm good
0: well that, that's good to hear justine um yeah. and i know you guys are all professionals like you said you got lots of experience working in hospital and and with um People with various illnesses, but it's obviously a, a really different time. I'm just wondering, wondering what's the general atmosphere like um, for you at work? Are people um, and, and what are they? What are what are people doing to sort of um, keep up energy levels and and um, help um, ensure you know they're they're bringing their sort of best um, efforts to the job? Um, the the atmosphere at the
3: job is very more uh light and um enjoyable so people don't the the, the nurses that i'm working with their there's like less complain about um small things like everybody is in a good mood they're surprisingly considering the, the hours the 12-hour shift that we're doing and the fact that we're working a lot It's very surprising, and the mood is very uh, light and enjoyable, as as I was saying. And um, the doctors, uh, mm, they got out a Switch, Nintendo, and Netflix on the break uh, break room. So the atmosphere is mostly uh, light at work. And we're very... um, When someone sees that, some her, her patients is are not doing well and they need help everybody's um, is proposing their themselves to help it's very it. I would say the atmosphere is better than before <laughs> not that it wasn't uh, like this but it's it increases the 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 helpful and help helpful atmosphere I could say <laughs>
0: Kesh?
2: Sorry. Justine, um, what I'm hearing is that somehow, even though the virus is this terrible thing that you're all fighting, it's helped your uh, team and your hospital band together in a more positive way? Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah? Yeah, I would say that, yes.
2: Um, I'm also curious, you know, because I heard that you were talking about having a Nintendo Switch in the break room. Um, and being yeah. on, I guess, the like, being here at home in isolation and just hearing stories about um, the brave people, you know, battling this COVID crisis on a day-to-day basis, there's so many people like me kind of asking, like, what can we do? Like, how can we show support? How can, you know, how yeah how can we help in our own way and i i just never thought of you know maybe buying a nintendo switch and sending it to my local hospital <laughs> did you do you have yeah. any other, do you have any other tips well you know from from somebody on that side of the, the the battle line do you have any i guess suggestions for how we can show our support um
3: well the government here is calling us uh, the guardian angels. That's very flattering, <laughs> and um, there's um, there's just like being grateful for us to do it for doing it is already uh, is is already nice to hear. But here there's um, the paramedics and the police officers that they are doing the guards of honor, so they are um, putting their their students and their, their lights in front of the hospital to show their, their respects and, um, the fact that they're grateful for us. It's like they're cheering, cheering us. And there's also, um, restaurants and, uh, tra- mm. um, like, uh, restaurants that are, like doing prepper prep, prep meal that they are giving us, it, it to us, and that's very nice uh, to see the local business to give us stuff. So it encourages us to to keep doing what we're doing.
1: So Justine, that sounds um, that sounds like Canada's doing quite a lot um, to really support, I guess the um, the nurses and and the medical profession. How does that sort of thing, like, does that sort of thing uh, contribute, you think, to um, the positive workplace? And um, like, how does it make you feel when you see that sort of thing?
3: Um, When I first saw guard of honor, I was uh, so touched by it. I had like, um, uh, I felt like I could cry. It's very, very, very nice to to see that that people are uh, resembling and mobilizing for, for us. It's very, I'm very touched by, by that. Yeah, very, very touched.
2: Just seeing us being, I guess, well-being teachers, practitioners, students of well-being, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff, I guess, that we hear and we see that doesn't always have a direct application but one of the things that's definitely been apparent and is apparent in your story is this idea of gratitude. And gratitude is such a simple emotion in a, in a lot of ways, but it has such powerful effects. Um, and this is what you're talking about, like your whole country is showing gratitude for what you're doing because you're doing something amazing right now. And you know, even us um, on the other side of the world, I'm in Australia and I'm grateful for what you're doing. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think people sometimes forget that sometimes it's not so much about um, you know doing big things. Sometimes it's just about saying thank you mm-hmm. and all the yes. different ways that people say thank you.
3: Yeah, like really, uh, receiving a thank thank you is I'm I'm more touched by a thank thank you from my patient or from the daughter of my patient uh, that I. Sp- to every day um i'm is very powerful as you say to receive those those thank you more than than a switch or a, a pizza
1: <laughs> justine i'm interested to um to learn a little bit about what you do off um or with your time off so when you're not working i know that you said you had a couple of days leading into our conversation now where you're off um yeah. What do you What are you doing with that time?
3: Um, I have um, roommates uh, that I, I they're they're from France and they are uh, they're not working at the time. And I also have my girlfriend who lives with me, so we can do like uh, games or um, I don't know. We're cooking a lot, drinking wine. Um, yeah, doing housework, that's pretty much what we're doing. Uh, I don't know what people are doing at home, but that's pretty much what I'm doing when I'm on my off. I sleep a lot, too. So I really sleep a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Justine, um, you mentioned earlier that you're also doing some study, I think, some extra um, nursing study, is that right?
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: How has that um, been affected? Are you continuing on with that um, during the crisis or has that moved to online study? How are you juggling that along with, uh, you know, this important job that you've got at the hospital?
3: Um, yeah, it, that, that's, that's an interest, interesting question because um, I think most of university started online classes but for the nursing sciences, most of the students are nurses already, and they are, they are working a lot, as I am doing. And uh, we, what we call here um, is uh, um, like we have day off to go to school, but since there's a crisis and they need us, they, they abolish this. So we don't have any day off to study. And the uh, the department uh, the, dig- the the direction of the university is considering considering this. So I have um two classes uh that they just um, um one one of the classes is just up. So um if I was uh if I was um successfully um Passing my my class before the pandemic, I'm okay. I'm just gonna get a a, a success in my in my um, notes records. And the other one, uh, I just wrote her um, that I wasn't able to uh, to continue the class even if it's online. And she said that's all right. I'm just gonna give you success in your notes records and. Uh, one of my, well, the, the last class that I have, uh, she gave us uh, one, more, one more month uh, to do the, the project and there's no exam, so she canceled that. But I think it's mostly in nursing sciences that they're doing this because they know that we're called to uh, go to work very uh, more often than we were doing before.
0: Oh, it sounds like quite a, um understanding sort of approach from a university there in this um, yeah. tricky time, that's for sure. Um, yes. Justine, we're unfortunately getting towards the end of our time. Um, is there anything um, else that we haven't had a chance to talk about during the conversation that um, you'd like to bring up or a, a message in particular to get out to the people listening?
3: Um. I would say like if I I know for the patients and their family that are um, are, um, struggling with their their parents uh, being hospitalized that now they can't visit them to not be um, shy to call us for getting to get news for um, for their their family because um, I was I was as I was saying I was stuck to uh, the daughter of my patients every day and she she told me that she was a little bit scared when she was calling to be like annoying and I was like usually people can see their family and it's a it's a part of the of the healing process for the patient and it helps to have their family around them and now they can so just not not being shy to 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 show that they're they are concerned about their family members being hospitalized, and that saying thank you is always the very the best um, thing that we we can hear and yeah yeah i could I could say hi to her daughter. I told her that i was uh, was gonna go talk about her and her mom um, in the podcast, so hi Sarah <laughs> and um, yeah <laughs> that's. That's very she we talk on the phone uh, every day, and she's like so nice and so grateful for what i'm doing. Uh, the other day, I almost uh, had the tears in my eyes uh, that's very nice to hear and thank you for the the inviting the podcast. I was also very grateful to for the job that I'm doing to be invited
0: uh, it's our pleasure justine and thanks for that It's great comments or advice there about um, helping helping patients maintain that that critical connection with their loved ones during this time. It must be, um, well, being in hospital, having a sick family member or friend is is hard at, at uh, the best of times. But um, at the moment with that, um, the restrictions I'm being able to visit, I'm sure is um, yeah, just making it all that more um, difficult. But it's uh, so encouraging to hear that um, they've got people like yourself, Justine, taking great care of them. So. Thanks for all the hard work you and your colleagues are putting in, in Canada, and, and also your distant colleagues over here in Australia and, and other parts of the world. They're um, all doing a fantastic job. That's come to the end of our time. Um, thanks, Justine, again, um, for being our guest.
3: You're very welcome, it's a pleasure.
0: And I wish you all the best, and I'll say goodbye to Grigsy and Kesh and to everyone else there, please, Like and share and subscribe um, to our YouTube channel as much as you can. Um, And until the next episode, you stay healthy, world.